30 minutes away from kickoff. Got the Saints. They're strong defense. And then Trevor Lawrence and the Jags who suddenly have a defense. And now we're sitting here questioning quarterbacks more than anything else. It's a weird time. Weird time in the NFL. Feel like, uh, you know, offenses are a little bit different, guys. Offenses have been very, very up and down this season. In fact, then we get some, we got, you saw some today, right? There's offense down like 12% or something like that. Yeah. It feels like it, too. Yeah. I mean, feels like the Dolphins are the only one holding us down. You know, the people who like points. Ryan probably hates points. He seems like he's just like a defensive guy. Me? You know, yeah, you just like unders. No, no, that's yeah. not true. I like points. I mean, I'm just messing around. Just not in these like primetime <laughs> spots I like unders. But no, I like, that's why I like college football. Yeah. I mean, you want points, points watch points, LSU points, every points. week. I, they've had 11 Oregon. straight games go over the total. And you Trent. probably should that's continue to do that again. Continue to bet it every single time yeah. with LSU. Just yeah, every that, that is time. actually a trend, that, a trend that, that I will continue to play because they can score a bunch of points and their defense is, is outside the top 100 in every major category. Sometimes trends are also Including just tackling. stats, you know, and history. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you really need. All right, let's bring on Jordan Dejani, CBS Sports. And I, I want to start with this Trevor Lawrence decision to get out there and play. I know you're not a doctor, Jordan. I know you didn't look at his knee. But your thoughts on the fact that in a short week and a knee injury for Trevor Lawrence, we're going to see him tonight for the Jags against the Saints. Yo, yo, my friends, what's going on? Thank you for having me on the show. I am excited for this thrilling matchup we got on tap Thursday night football, Jaguar Saints. Obviously, we're all expecting a ton of points to be scored in this matchup. <laughs> no, when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, as you mentioned, it's true that I am not a doctor, but I mean, his injury doesn't sound as serious as some of the other ailments that other quarterbacks around the NFL have suffered, such as Justin Fields with that thumb injury where he has trouble gripping the ball. I'm fine with trotting out Trevor Lawrence on a short week. He was a limited participant in practice on both Tuesday and Wednesday. And in fact, I'll point back to last year. If you remember, Trevor Lawrence suffered what was an ankle-slash-toe injury against the Detroit Lions and then didn't practice for the majority of the week, came right back, traveled to Nashville, took on the Tennessee Titans, and threw three touchdowns en route to a double-digit victory. So this injury to me doesn't sound too serious. I'm not shocked at all to see him taking the field tonight. All right, so the Patriots obviously have been a mess. Uh, I think they've only covered one time this year. They go up against the Bills in Foxborough. Bill Belichick, now there's a bunch of rumors that he could be on the hot seat. What are you doing here? Is there a number that exists that allows you to put your hard-earned money on the New England Patriots? No, I can't see a situation where I want to back the Patriots at all. At the most, it would be a non-play for me. But uh, I do a weekly gambling column over at CBSSports.com, and I actually made the Buffalo Bills at minus eight and a half a best bet for me entering this week. As far as Bill Belichick goes, you know, it's interesting because he's an NFL legend, right? Arguably the best head coach in NFL history, and all of us assumed that he would be able to make his make decisions about his future on his own accord, right? Well, according to The Athletic, it doesn't seem like Robert Kraft is in alignment with that narrative, right? It seems like that Bill Belichick is indeed on the hot seat, and who knows if uh, he'll make it through the year. I know that's absolutely wild to say when it comes to Bill Belichick. But as far as this matchup, it, it, it seems like the furthest thing from a get-right spot for the Patriots at home. You have a very angry Bills team who uh, dropped the game to the Jaguars. They might as well lost that game against the New York Giants. That was a really tough game to watch. This Bills offense has not been on the same page. The defense suffered several key injuries. At minus 8.5, I'm going to go ahead and lay those points. I think that the Bills... Um, you know, as you mentioned, they have a better record against the spread. I think they're the better team in general. It seems like the Patriots, it, they just keep getting worse and worse week after week. And it's sad to see as an NFL fan. So, yeah, give me the Bills on Sunday. 
Uh, Jordan, game of the week is probably going to be Dolphins-Eagles. Eagles, Eagles two-and-a-half-point favorites. The total in the game, 51-and-a-half. Eagles suffered their first loss last week. What are you doing here? You know, it's hard for me to ever go against the Dolphins. I I think Mike McDaniel has just turned this team into – he's turned Hard Rock Stadium into a dance club is the way I described it over at CBSSports.com. I mean, they they lead the league in basically every offensive statistical category, whatever you want to call it. I love what they do in the passing game. I love what they do in terms of being creative and play calling for the run as well. You know, defensively, maybe there's a couple questions. We saw them go down 14-0 to to Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers in the first quarter. Naturally, they're able to rebound and reestablish control of that game. But against the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, this is a legitimate NFC contender. We're very aware of that. They have all the pieces necessary on the offensive side of the ball. But my eye immediately goes to the defensive side of the ball. I think that Howie Roseman and the Eagles need to be buyers at the trade deadline when it comes to bolstering that secondary. That's the key matchup I'm looking at in this game is how is Tyree Kill going to fare against this secondary that's given up a lot of yards? Uh, I think that's something to keep an eye on. I, again, I, I find it really hard for me to bet against Mike McDaniel. He's my favorite coach in the NFL. I understand why you want to put the Dolphins as underdogs in Philly, but I'm going to go ahead to take the Dolphins 29-26, to 26, a three-point victory here in Week 7. I mean, first off, Mike McDaniel is probably the greatest quote and the best to watch at a podium right now, so I'm right there with you. He's probably everybody's favorite coach at this point. Unless, of course, well, you don't like the Dolphins, and that's a whole other thing. Talking to Jordan DeJani, bet MGM tonight. Uh, sticking with that game, Eagles-Dolphins, uh, Jalen Hurts has been under a microscope really his entire career. I think we understand you're a starting quarterback in the NFL for a team like the Eagles. That's going to be the case. You get to the Super Bowl last year. We watched that offense really take a big leap, and now you've got a new offensive coordinator, and it feels like there's a little bit of regression with that offense and with Jalen Hurts a little bit. When you watch, when you've seen everything that you've seen from the Eagles so far, does it feel like that offense is just kind of adjusting to a new coordinator, even though it's pretty much the same system? Or does it feel like there's maybe a little bit of regression in the passing game, the ability to throw the football the way that he does it in Jalen Hurts? I'm glad you brought this up. I think that they are definitely missing Shane Steichen up to a point. And this is something I talked about in the offseason. If you go back a couple years ago, when the Eagles were able to rebound with Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback and make the postseason where they lost to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, there was a shift in play calling, if you remember, right? Nick Sirianni gave up play calling duties up to Shane Steichen, and what happened? The Eagles started hitting the ground running. They started being the Eagles that we've come to know and love. Now that he's no longer part of the organization and he's had relative success with the Indianapolis Colts when Anthony Richardson was still on the field, um, you know, you saw what he was capable of in terms of scheming up for the offensive side. But as for the Eagles, man, I really just think it comes down to taking care of the ball. If Jalen Hurts can just take care of the ball, the Eagles are going to be okay. He's already thrown more interceptions in six games than he did all of last season. So I do think that they're missing Stike, and I do think that they are, are certainly missing a key element when it comes to what that offense was operating with in 2022. But I'll also say this. I think a lot of people were expecting some regression from the Philadelphia Eagles coming off of the magical season they had in 2022, where they were the NFC champions. They made it through week eight, week nine, whatever it was being undefeated. I think a lot of people were expecting them to to regress a little bit, but that doesn't mean that they are not contenders in the NFL, that they are not contenders in the NFC. I, I still think that they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And again, we're only one third of the way through the year. So this team definitely has some time to figure things out. But you're right. The Eagles are definitely not the Eagles they were last year. Let's talk about this Lions-Ravens matchup because I think the Lions are very for real. 
Um, obviously, one of the trendiest teams in all of the NFL to bet on, and they continue to cash for public betters. Um, but Jared Goff continues to have a reputation for not playing well in in bad weather outdoors. Uh, Lamar is has an insane record uh, straight up against NFC teams. Like, how are you attacking this game? I got to tell you, if it's not Dolphins-Eagles, then this is definitely the game of the week. I think that the Lions and Ravens are absolute contenders. And, I mean, look at the Ravens. I feel like they're kind of underrated up to a point here, right? I think we have to remember that they're working in a new offense, and there were certainly evident growing pains through the first few weeks of the regular season. But statistically, Lamar Jackson is throwing the ball as well as he ever has. Zay Flowers looks like he's an up-and-coming star. Um, they, they still have a top-five rushing attack despite being without J.K. Dobbins. And then the main point I have is that they have a top-two defense in the NFL statistically. Through six weeks, I think they allow 260.8 yards per game. Roquan Smith has been an absolute force on the second level. I really like this Ravens team, and I, I, would, I think that we should buy stock in them right now because it's very possible that this offense hits the ground running as we progress through the, these uh, second stages of the regular season. Now, as for the Detroit Lions, I've been kind of hesitant to jump on their bandwagon, but I have no choice right now. They've gone 13-3 and since week nine of last season. Only the 49ers and Chiefs have better records over that span. And, you know, one of my colleagues, Will Brinson, said something great on the Pick 6 podcast this week. He said that if the Lions were wearing different uniforms, like if they were trotting out in Cowboys uniforms on Sunday, then we'd be talking about this team as one of the best in the entire NFL. So when it comes to attacking this game, I, I can't help but find myself backing the Detroit Lions. I know that they're going to be without David Montgomery, and we've all been awaiting that breakout performance from the rookie running back, Jameer Gibbs. It could come this week. I know I talked about the Ravens having a very stout defense. No doubt about that. But Jameer Gibbs is a versatile weapon um, that I think coordinator Johnson can really game plan around. So I'm backing the Lions here. Really excited for this one. I think it's the game of the week. You know, I'm uh, uh, unfortunately a Packer fan. I say unfortunately because I'm not a believer in Jordan Love just yet or Matt LaFleur just yet when he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. How do you feel about – what do you think about this uh, Broncos-Packers game because it's pretty much a pick, and Denver has not looked good. They let the Dolphins hang 70 on them, but yet they're still only one-and-a-half-point dogs, actually one-point dogs in this game. If you had to pick a side, who would you go with, the Broncos or the Packers? And You know, how are you feeling about Green Bay and Jordan Love here early on? So I actually made the Packers this week a best bet against the Denver Broncos. And it's true that they've struggled as of late. I think Green Bay averaged 31 points per game in weeks one through two. And now they've averaged just 17 points per game over the last three weeks. And Jordan Love, of course, he, he started off really strong, right? 300-plus passing yards, three passing touchdowns the first couple weeks. And things have just gotten worse ever since the beginning of the season, right? He had zero touchdowns, three interceptions in that ugly loss to the Raiders. But Green Bay is coming off of its bye week, and they could be set for a breakout game. So that's why I made the Packers a best bet this week. The Broncos, they're allowing 33.3 points per game, 440 total yards per game, both of which rank most in the NFL. And they actually did have a solid performance against the Chiefs, if you remember. But the offense repaid them by completely falling apart while Kansas City coasted to an easy victory, covered the number in that matchup as well. Plus, you have to keep in mind that the trade deadline is just like 12 days away, and the one team that has been reported to be serious sellers are the Denver Broncos. I think that noise is very capable of seeping into the locker room. I think the Broncos could be sellers on both sides of the ball later this month. So even though this game's at home, they're facing a Packers team that I think is better than they've shown over the past couple of weeks. 
again, they, they were able to get that reset with the bye week. I think the Packers are a good bet this week. Yeah, it's clear Sean Payton came in and said, oh, God, I really got to fix this thing up real quick. Daddy Jordan Dejani, CBS <laughs> Sports. Always good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks, Jordan. You guys are the best. Appreciate y'all. Jordan's great. Yeah, it's uh, if, if you're looking for uh, maybe a wide receiver or somebody, any, just call up the Broncos and say, hey. Go get Jerry what, Judy. What you got? We'll take somebody. Want I Go get he, Cortland Sutton. He feels like a guy that's going to be a bust. All right, we are going to be about 20 minutes away from kickoff next. It's BetMGM tonight. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.